Hello there, welcome into today's episode all about a small warehouse and the growing season of your business. I am so honored that you are here and we are in the middle of a podcast series about the places that you will be storing your items throughout your rental company. And so um, a couple weeks ago, we talked about the storage unit stage, and this week we are going to jump into the small warehouse that may feel big when you see it without your stuff in there, but then you realize it's very small. And just the growing stages of those, and quite a bit of times when I see other rental companies, they are in this stage for a little bit longer than they maybe expect to or hope to. Because making that next jump and leap into a big warehouse can be really scary. And so sometimes we stay a little close for comfort in our small warehouses. So today we are going to talk through that. I'm going to tell a little bit about our story and why and where and how and all of those things when we are in small warehouses and um, get into kind of some of the things that I learned the hard way that I can help uh, guide you in a really well way uh, today. So all of that to say, I'm excited to be here and you may have noticed that we missed last week. If you are an avid listener to our podcast, we are so grateful for you. But last week we had to take a little break only because we had some exciting news happening in our team on many different levels. Um, one of those being that our podcast manager had a baby and that was so exciting. And because we're in a podcast series, I want to make sure that this is fresh information and that I am soaking up any and all knowledge that I can and being able to speak in a really clear way. And so it was a very exciting week last week. And uh, the last few weeks, man, I'm sure you're in the thick of it too with event season. So we're happy to be back another week in a row about warehouses. So listen into today's episode. Take some notes if you feel like it. Um, and if you hear something that stands out to you, my favorite place to take podcast notes and I listen to podcasts is on my Slack channel to myself because I know where they're going to be every single time. But if you take notes on your notes app on your phone or on a piece of paper, then you know that you can find that good information there. So take notes where you feel most led to. And let's get into today's episode. Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. talk a little bit more about the small warehouse stage and kind of our journey through that and give you a little bit of tips and tricks that I learned the hard way. So our small warehouse journey began in 2016. So prior to that, and if you listened to the last episode, we talked about the storage unit stage and how when I was in storage units for a few years, 
that was really the way that we stored things. And I taught you a little bit about how we stored things and the kind of rhyme and reason behind those things. And then we got to a point where we needed more storage units and it was going to be more expensive. The company was going to a place where I could leave my full-time job and go into a warehouse and office and work full-time in my business. I know that my story might not be like everybody else's story, but our story is that I worked multiple other jobs while I was growing this business from the ground up. I didn't take a paycheck for quite a while because I reinvested every single penny back into my business. And so um, not taking a paycheck and uh, having a child to care for along with myself means that you have to work other jobs. And so that was my journey. And it really was a pivotal moment in 2016 and even more so in 2017 that it made sense. Okay, we're at a point in business that we're scaling, obviously, to get to a place of a bigger, you know, an actual warehouse instead of storage units. I need to take a paycheck now because I need to support my family. And so I didn't just throw a number out there. I didn't look on Glassdoor to figure out what uh, small businesses should be paying their CEOs and founders. But what I did is I took my personal finances and I figured out how much do I need to live and to enjoy life. And that's what I took. And it wasn't much. I think I took like 40000 maybe um, in that first year. And that was in today's age. <laughs> um, you need a little more than 40000 to get along, especially with multiple kids under your household. But um, at the time, that's what I needed. I was a single mom to one child. And so that's what I needed to survive. Moved into the new warehouse. I remember going on the tour and loving it. There was a couple things that I wanted to be updated. For example, there was, you know, the office carpet that over, gosh, probably 15, 20 years gets all those stains on it. Like, can I rip that out and put something else in? That'd be great. And then all the walls were like this salmon, not even like a pink tone. It was like a true salmon color. And I was like, you know, I'm having flashbacks of my Grammy's uh, house and this ain't gonna work. But it wasn't even just the salmon color. There was like marks on the wall and it looked like perhaps maybe a smoker was there because there was smoke on the wall. I mean, it just, it was a, it was a whole thing. And then um, there's just some pretty outdated things in the bathroom and in the little kitchenette area. I wouldn't even call it a kitchen. Gosh, it wasn't, there wasn't even a refrigerator but it was like a little sink with a little storage in it. And so um, had a couple updates happen. And as soon as I got those keys, after waiting multiple weeks for a COI um, and a occupancy, um, you know, permit to move in, I opened up that front door, walked in with a deep, fresh breath of fresh air or, you know, freshly painted air at that point, and walked into my office area. There was one, two, three, four private offices because my plan to offset the cost of a new warehouse, because that was more expensive than my storage units, 
was to subrent some of those office spaces out to other people in my industry that I've been friends with so that I can help recoup some of the finances it took to um, have this warehouse. So I opened it up, saw these four office rooms, and then there is uh, kind of a hallway and then kind of like a front foyer, very, very small front foyer area, and then um, a kind of smaller but felt large at the time, a uh, little common area to put like a table for meetings or um, table for lunch or something along those lines. And then right beyond that office area, which was probably about a thousand square feet, maybe a little less, there was a door that used to be an oak door. We had it painted gray. Open up that door, walked out to the warehouse, which also when I toured this warehouse, the floor of the warehouse was a bright, 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 bright blue. And I was like, look, I am going to be bringing in multiple different colored furniture and small textiles and some wooden farm tables and all this stuff. Is there any chance that we can change this electric bright blue floor to, you know, something like a gray or a black or something else? So they were so kind to change it to a gray. So I open up that door and I have probably another thousand or fifteen hundred square feet. And I remember looking before I filled it up, holy cow, there is so much room. This is awesome. This is going to be so great. And I was so excited. I was telling my family and friends, I was like, I've got this new huge warehouse. It's so awesome. And then I started moving stuff in. And this is before I had any racking. I had just, you know, storage unit racking, which is like the little, um, like storage racks that you get from Home Depot. And I didn't actually get them from Home Depot because I was uh, trying to save money. So I went to Craigslist at the time and bought it secondhand and got in there with my little racking. Now, when you go from a storage unit that has clearance of, you know, 10, 12, 15 feet, and then you get to a warehouse that has 20 foot ceilings, there's a big difference. And, um, we started moving stuff in, and as soon as everything got moved in, because I also stored my trailer, remember the last episode, I stored my trailer inside the storage unit, and now stored my trailer in my warehouse as well, kind of right inside that garage door. And I no longer was saying, holy cow, look how big this warehouse is, this is awesome. I was now saying, oh crap, I don't think I have enough space. And it was that, like, moment that I just remember looking at all the stuff now semi, not super, but semi-organized in my new warehouse and just feeling defeated, like, did I make the right decision? Did I, like, make a mistake here? Should I have gotten something maybe a thousand square feet more? Should I have had something bigger? Oh, wait, but I can't afford that. Like, what did I do? Oh, my gosh. And I was quick to realize that I was not storing things the way that made the most sense efficiently. I talked to a couple of friends of mine who had warehouses as well at the time. And one friend in particular who has now a super awesome, massive company in the mobile bartending business here locally in Dallas, 
at the same time that I was in storage units, he was getting into storage units when I was moving into a small warehouse. He was moving into a small warehouse. So we kind of have both grown our companies relatively at the same pace. And so it's fun. We'll see each other at networking events now and we'll look across the room and, you know, go over and, and have a quick hug or high five and be like, remember that time? <laughs> like, do you remember all the time that has gone by and where we both were at the time? Obviously, mobile bartending and rentals are two completely separate things, but he scratched my back while I scratched his. He um, provided some awesome coffee for, get this, I did a, um, like, open house. You know how people do open houses and, like, invite people in to come see your stuff? I did an open house in my storage unit, y'all, and he provided coffee for me, and I had three people show up. One of them is my mom. And it was just so funny. And then I would give him rentals for some of his open houses. So we just kind of help each other. And, um, you know, we've partnered up a couple times over the past few years, but it's just interesting. I had called him up and I was like, Don, I have a dilemma. <laughs> he said, what's your dilemma? I have dilemmas too. I'm in a small warehouse and I'm trying to figure it out. And I said, same. I moved from my storage unit and now I have like zero room. I don't know what to do. And he said, I learned of this new thing and it's not really new, but all these big warehouses use these. And so I'm using them now and it works great. You should try it. I said, Don, tell me, what is it? And he goes, teardrop racking, teardrop racking. Let me say this for the people who do not have teardrop racking yet. Please write this down go to Craigslist or go to Facebook Marketplace and type in teardrop racking and try to find you some racking because it will be life-changing for you. And um, I was like, oh my gosh. So I quickly Google search, what is teardrop racking? And it is this big industrial racking that has what are called uprights and cross beams. And then sometimes you can add on grid uh, kind of shelves on there or make your own. And I quickly looked on, you know, Google search it. So Uline showed up and the pricing for Uline brand new teardrop racking. I was like, Don, do you know how much teardrop racking is? And he's like, yes, I do. But don't look on Uline. I was like, oh, thank God, because I'm looking on Uline right now and I'm having many heart attacks as we speak. And he was like, go to Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace, go find your teardrop racking there. And so I did. Paid quite a bit less uh, money in the long run for teardrop racking on those places. But it changed our business for the better because it now gave me a new outlook to where I could store things in a different way and utilize my upward space in my warehouse while I could not have done that in my storage units because of the ceiling height. And so I had 20-foot uh, ceilings, and I bought 16-foot and 12-foot um, uprights with crossbeams. Um, you can just Google or YouTube how to put together teardrop racking. I'm not going to give you a super um, in-depth uh, kind of tutorial around that because many other people have some amazing ones. But it's super simple to put together and then you can get some racks through either building it with really thick wood 
emphasis on the really thick wood or metal grids because if you put heavy stuff on there with just a sheet of plywood, there is a possibility it will break and fall through. Or if you get up there and step up there, there can be some really bad news there. So thick, thick wood or they sometimes will also sell as like a bundle or like extra these grid uh, metal like shelves that you can put down biggest change in our business is a teardrop racking and now we still have it and we have quite a bit more than we did back then and so this gave me new insight new outlook on my warehouse and gave me that kind of light at the end of the tunnel and so it was incredible to witness my like shoulders you know relax just a little bit and understand what was going on there so that was incredible to be in these small warehouses. Obviously, I grew my business um, incredibly to where I couldn't keep my uh, trailer in my warehouse anymore. I had to park it outside, which then I got some security measures around that a wheel lock and a hitch lock and uh, locks, even bigger, you know, nicer, thicker locks for my doors on my trailer. Um, I was just actually telling someone yesterday who came by my office. We have an incredible busy week this week and I'm doing this episode at 4am for you because it's important to get out there. Um, and I just don't have time on my schedule right now because of the busy season we're in, which you should follow along on our stories because it's going to be an incredible week. Um, but I, um, was looking at these wheel locks to help secure my trailer. And this guy came into my office yesterday and he said, Hey, I want to rent some um, parking spaces from you. Yes, I do rent parking spaces. And now I'm sold out because he got my last one. Um, and he gave us the check for it and all that. And um, he looked out into my parking lot as it was pouring down rain here in Dallas. He goes, where do people get those wheel locks? And I was like, I'm actually going to talk about this on the podcast tomorrow. Wheel locks you can find from any trailer store locally. Here in Texas, we have a company called Big Tex Trailers, and so they sell them there. Amazon also sells them. So if you don't have a trailer store local that you can just go pick one up today, you can Amazon it and get it that way. Um, mind you, what was this, eight years ago when I had this new warehouse, I did not have Amazon abilities to get that because they didn't sell it on Amazon at that time. But thank God for technology, right? So get a wheel lock. It's this big yellow metal clunky as crap looking thing that you put over the wheel of your trailer and it locks it. It's kind of like, did any of you guys watch the repo shows? I think it was like on Lifetime or something. I don't know. It's on the same channel that like um, the Myth Busters show is on and like Pawn Stars and stuff. But it's these big wheel locks that you put on. It's real ugly and um, not a pretty sight, but it is functional. And it keeps your trailer safe. And then get a hitch lock as well. It's this little ball that goes under the hitch um, of your trailer and then kind of comes over the top and you lock it as well. And so grab those two things that will help give you peace of mind when you're leaving your trailer outside at a you know storage unit or at a um, warehouse or wherever you leave it without someone coming and stealing it up, which happens, by the way, if you didn't know that. 
And so I started uh, putting it out there and then I kept growing my company and you might be in a place like this that you've been in storage units, you've been in the small warehouse and you're at a point where you're growing out of your small warehouse and you're regretting the size you had, but you still have time on your lease and you can't get out of your lease. In fact, we're dealing with that right now in real time. We have um, about a 10,000 square foot warehouse, a little less than 10,000 square feet. And we are growing out of it. <laughs> we don't have room. And we are getting real creative on the spaces that we use. And oftentimes, because of the busy season we're in, we're kind of playing a dance with our inventory. We're like, all right, move this here because we're putting this on a truck. And so now we have an opening. So shove that up right there for now. And then it's going to go somewhere else. Um, not a good way to do it. <laughs> I'll say that right now. But um, in the season we're in, that's what we got to do. So when you get to a point where you're regretting the size that you've done, you have tried a million different layouts of your warehouse and you just need more space, but you don't have the ability to break your lease, going back to storage units for a time period is a way to overcome that option. Once you move out of storage units, don't ever get it into your mind that you're never going to have a storage unit again. I know that there's so many frustrations with storage units, and usually when you lock that up after you've cleared out your storage units, it's that sigh of relief of like, finally I don't have to deal with this anymore. There might be seasons where you might need to have a storage unit again, so please don't ride that out and say you're never going to have a storage unit because it comes in really, really um, clutch when you need it. In 2016, later on in the year, I bought out another rental company and had this massive influx of new inventory that came in with nowhere to store it. And so I had to store it somehow. And then in 2017, I had bought out another company and had another massive influx of uh, inventory. So what that meant was I either had to get more storage units or get a second warehouse. And I ended up getting a second warehouse after I was in storage units again, in addition to my small warehouse. It's probably in storage units for maybe six months or so. But when I bought out this second uh, rental company, I either had to add on five more storage units, which I already had four, or I made sense that, okay, I'm going to spend just a little bit more and I'm going to get a 3,000 square foot warehouse. I shared it with another company which was awesome because they were a furniture repair company. And so if you have furniture and it goes on events, you know how awesome that is. And um, shared space with her. We literally put up like a big partition wall in between our two spaces and was able to do that. I won't say it was the easiest thing in the world because we had two warehouses that were kind of catty corner from each other. It was walkable because it was kind of in an alleyway. But if it's not 80 degrees and sunny, it's really tough to be able to walk between the two, especially if you have clients that you're trying to show your inventory to. But it worked for us in the season, and we were there for about a year or so. And when our three-year lease was up at our original warehouse, and we timed it perfectly to where the 3,000 spot uh, was up at the same time, we moved to our current place. And so we'll talk about that next week. But a couple things that are tried and true things that I've already talked to you about on this podcast already 
is get yourself some teardrop racking. That is going to be a huge game changer if you have not already. Let me give you a little preview into what we do with teardropping now at our new warehouse and many years after getting it for the first time. Um, you might be looking on Google as we speak at teardrop racking and you might see lots of different colors. You might see blues and oranges and greens and yellows and grays and all these different colors. So once you get the teardrop racking and the, all these colors and you have new colorful inventory sitting on your shelves, it just becomes a little harder to see that inventory very well. And so what we do now is we paint all of our racks black. We just paint them black and we paint um, as many areas of that as possible. We use spray paint. It's a lot easier than roller. But we'll just spray the heck out of those uh, racks and put them up together instead of keeping them all those colors. So just a little kind of word of advice there. We also talked about storing things in a uh, way that makes sense. Not only do you store things in a way similar to what we talked about last week on the podcast, and I'll talk more about on the next podcast, the way that you store is a game changer. And you might have to have a few different configurations of your storage unit and your warehouse and your larger warehouse and all these places to make sense for not only your clients, but for loading and unloading as well. Um, and we also talked about when you get out of storage units, don't ever discount the fact that you might go back to storage units for a period of time. They are super helpful for seasons of your life and of your business. So don't totally discount that. And then if you feel like you're moving out, the other option is that you sublease a little bit more space from someone else or go into those storage units. So don't feel like you're stuck if you have a small warehouse and you're like, I can't, you know, get anything more than this. There are other options. So I hope this episode has been helpful for you. I hope you go into an incredible rest of your week. And next week, we're going to be talking about a bigger warehouse and what that looks like. Bye for now.